Radio Pulpit, 657 AM. 657 Medium Wave Radio Pulpit. We trust God is doing you good. Blessing you so much in a mighty way. The best of friends we are always, you know. Dr. Mabel is in the house. Greetings to you, Dr. Mabel. Greetings to you, my pastor. Greetings to the listeners. I hope you're well tonight. I'm very much well, my pastor. How about you? I am okay. The joy of the Lord is our strength, eh? Amen, amen. Very much okay. Always. Yeah. Now, we are touching the aspect uh, of... uh, uh, leaders and their impressions in public. Mm. This is a very interesting topic, you know. Uh, and one can speak of it from their general knowledge. When we look at our leaders in the churches these days, and the kind of impression that they give, it's easy to, to see. Yeah. There's a, a guy that I grew up with. He was seven years older than me. His name is Michael Mutsumi. And uh, he always told me something that always said a lot that resonates with this topic. Ooh. I had said to him, look, there is a church called Faith Mission next to the shop where we sit and smoke and do all those things. Ooh. So, I mean, I was in the streets. And so, why don't we go there one day, man, and just hear what's going on? Because people are getting in there and they're becoming clean. We know some people who basically were, you know, the great Godobas in the streets. Yeah. And they went there and they became clean. And I was like saying, okay, there must be something happening there. <laughs> Let us go, Kamola. And I know the pastor. I mean, he had known me ever since I was a boy. I know the mm-hmm. pastor, you know. I know Murutindala, man. Let's go in there and then Rivesha Punyan. And he would say to me, Nah, man. We will go. I don't refuse. But you see, let's wait until we get money to buy suits. And when we buy these oh. nice suits, we will get in there. Wow. That's, that's the public impression there. <laughs> you know? That, oh, okay, wow, the leaders in the church, you, you must dress well and all those kind of things and stuff. And it's not necessarily an impression that they want to bring across. And it's not necessarily that they want to gloat and boast around the people, you know. But it is, you know, what it is. And it is what people see it to be. And uh, he would say, and I mean, for years and years, man, maybe about 10 years, and how would you get a suit being in the streets, you know? You want, you basically want, you know? So the impression was that, you see, you must be at a particular level of society to become part of these people. And you must walk a particular walk of an economic factor to be amongst these people. That's the impression. The second impression was when I met uh, who is now known, the the current uh, Archbishop, Abram Tisbia. And when I met him, it was at night. And I was going to my own places. And um, he didn't know me. But I knew him because I had seen him when I was a boy. Yeah. 
and he was coming from church it was it was around 10 in the evening mm. he was with some people who were walking with him but there was something that was walking with those people that i failed to point out quite clearly mm-hmm. but that thing is not something that one can point at as something that one takes on with mm. there was this cover and this glory that was walking with them there was this presence that mm. i saw as an outsider yeah i wasn't born again by the way you were not born again no okay. that i mm. saw with them and i actually even stood and looked at them i looked at the way they were walking i looked at their shoes he was wearing a cream white suit and and i was looking at them and they were walking past me and i said whoa there's something different this is this is different now what i'm trying to put across is that there are variety of impressions that we bring across on the letter, what I had experienced is that there is this presence that walks with these people. And I knew I wanted that presence because my grandmother, before, yeah. I, was, uh, before I went to the streets, my grandmother taught me about this presence. Ooh. I wanted that presence. And I knew it was Jesus Christ walking with them. Ooh. So, Ooh. tonight as we touch this very aspect of impressions... It is incumbent upon us to really even look at the kinds of impressions that we are setting across, mm. especially Christian leaders. What comes to mind, Doctor Mabel? Uh, my pastor, I'm stuck. I'm stuck in the example that you made of um, Archbishop Abraham Sibia. Like I'm, like I'm caught up there. I don't know. Maybe it's because. You know, I consider him to be a, a, a father, a spiritual father. He actually introduced my husband to Christ, you know. So for my husband to, to, to come to the Lord, it was uh, through him. But you see, <laughs> he reminded me of, um, you know, the, the, those years when we used to go to the camps. You remember the camps, mm. the camp meetings that yeah. he used to go to? I used to have a serious challenge with the with the camps because, yeah. um, you know, when I go to the camp, I need to make sure that I've got uh, new clothes. It was it was such an expensive, um, you know, project that I have to pay for the camp. For the, you know, I have to pay for the camp fees and the transport, and I also need to make sure that I have a new wardrobe because you will be so uncomfortable at the camp without having nice sporty clothes, nice uh, formal clothes. And, you know, this is what we actually uh, portray, uh, you know, out there. And we we make sure that people think that Christianity is about wearing nice, nice clothes and driving nice cars and all of those things, you know, mm. which becomes a problem because look at what this did to you. You went to another church and at this church, you look at this church, you are from the streets, you don't. You, you you are looking for something that can actually you know make you feel that life is good and it's good for you to be here in this world. But you go to a church where you're supposed to get that kind of 
uh, you know, uh, affirmation, then you start seeing yourself as a, a grasshopper. You start seeing yourself as nothing because you won't afford the kind of clothes that they are wearing in that church. Church shouldn't be like that, actually. Church shouldn't drive people away because of, 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 of you know, material things. Church should make people feel comfortable to come and be part of it and to worship in that church, you know. So so the, the kind of impression that we are giving out there to the people, it's not really accommodative. It's not making people to be confident of, uh, you know, being part of us, being part of the church. And as you're talking about Archbishop uh, 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 Sibia, I'm laughing because when I was still growing up in Rustenbeck, he came there, he came there with... Um, um, Apostle Oscar goes, and they were they kept on, you know, sharing coming sharing the word of God with us, and you know the kind of presence, the presence of God and the glory of God that you will experience when you are fellowshipping with them, when you are in one room with them, praising and worshiping God and listening to them teaching the word of God, the glory of God that you're talking about, I also witnessed that glory, you know. Then I was a Christian at that time. So it means the glory of God was too much on them that you were able to even see it even without you being a child of God. You could see that there's something different about them. And this is what we need to represent. This is how we need to represent the kingdom of God. The people must see God in us. The people must see the glory of, of God in us. The people must want to have what we have. Just like you felt like you want what they have. You want, This thing that you see in them, you want it. So, so people must look at us and see that in us and say, I want what Mabel Baloy has. You know, it looks like it's a good thing. It looks like he's, she's got peace because of that thing. It looks like she's comfortable with that thing. It looks like she, she is happy. She is satisfied because of what I see in them. But today we are not representing the kingdom the way we should represent it. We are we are putting forward material things more than we can put Jesus forward. We, 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 if, if I'm successful, then I have Jesus. If I drive a beautiful car, then I have Jesus. If I stay in a very big house, then I have Jesus. If I have a lot of money, then I have Jesus. You know, that's what we show out there. That's what we, we are demonstrating. And people are afraid. That is why your friend was saying, I, I, I need to be able to afford, I need to afford the, 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 the nice suit first then I can go to that church. Because we are not putting Jesus forward for people to say, I want this Jesus. I know this Jesus can make a difference in my life. I know this Jesus can change my life. I know that this Jesus can give me everything that I need. You know, but we, 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 we are we are showing up something that people will look at us and say, I need to have first before I can have Christ. And it's the other way around. Christ wants us the way we are. He, he wants us to come to him the way we are. He wants us to give our lives to him the way we are, with our needs, with our wants, with our sicknesses, with everything that is that is not really so exciting about us. He wants us to come just as we are. But we are portraying that image where people feel like they don't qualify to be in church, they don't mm. qualify to come for worship. So this is what comes to mind, Pastor Ray, as you were, you know, painting the picture of what we are portraying out there, the impressions that we are giving to the public. Mm. 
Absolutely. When we come back, let us look into uh, moments of bringing, you know, the, the impressions. Let's look into that and see. Because Christ speaks something. He says, my name is being blasphemed because of you. And, oh. and it is something that we really need to look into and readdress the issue of public impressions. At Radio Pulpit, we love the interaction we have with our listeners on all the social media platforms. It is also our way of giving everyone a voice that can be heard all over the world. Unfortunately, we have been experiencing huge difficulties with WhatsApp for a while now, and we are now forced to find a viable alternative. That alternative is called Telegram. Telegram is an app that works exactly the same as WhatsApp, and it uses the same telephone number as well. All you need to do to be able to chat with your favorite presenter is to download the Telegram app onto your phone and send your message or voice note the same way you always did. We will then be able to receive and answer your message faster and the privacy on this app is much better too. So, whether you have an iPhone or an Android, the app pick is a white paper plane in a blue circle. Please download the Telegram app right away and make life easier for everyone. Get in touch with the truth, the light and the life. 657 AM. 657 Medium Wave Radio Pulpit. I'm talking to Dr. Mabel Baloy. And uh, here we are. We're touching on the very aspect, the very issue. The kind of impressions that leaders are portraying, and, uh, you know, uh, this goes also to all those who purport to call themselves believers. Uh, and the impressions that they, they really uh, print into the public's mind or eye. Today, and I'm talking about moments of impressions, today the impression that the public has about the Christian leaders is that they are money mongers and that they are spiritists. They make people to eat frogs ruthless. Um, You know, um, they, they are sexual predators. Um, they are also seen as uh, people who uh, yearn to destroy the lives of uh, the normal person by, you know, uh, taking on their incomes and abusing their finances. They are seen also as uh, sinners and diviners. At times, they are looked at as just a, an improved version of a sangoma. They are, and these are moments. These are things that we see in the in the newspapers and everywhere. They are looked at uh, as uh, uh, issues uh, of uh, you know um, a lot of uh, misconceptions, discontentment confusions, trickery, and even thuggery. Others are looked at as disguised drug dealers, human traffickers. Um, uh, Others are looked at as not representing God at all, but using the church as a front for massive narcotics businesses, illicit businesses that are there. 
um, others have become cults. The public just sees a cult when they look into other leaders in their ministries. They just see occultism, uh, which is very much close to witchcraft. And uh, others had gone on to see divination, that these guys are just diviners. They don't have the God that they profess to have or that the God that they have written about in their doorsteps and all that. It's one of those things, just amazing there. Dr. Mabel, what comes to mind? Yeah, my pastor, I think you have mentioned almost all. Mm. <laughs> all of the bad impressions that we are giving out there to the communities. You know, uh, some, of the, some of the things... Some of the stories that will shock you is when you hear someone telling you that, you know, they saw the car of a pastor at the house of a witch doctor, Eish. you know. Yeah, and then you wonder, was he there to preach to the witch doctor or what? Why was he there? But, you know, people will notice that car parking there from time to time. You know, it means he always goes there, uh, you know, to, 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 to consult with the witch doctor. Not like every day, but it's like, you know, often after a certain period, you will see the car again there. And, you know, some of the stories that you will hear that pastors are growing their churches by going to witch doctors and they have things in their churches. You know, those kind of stories that you hear that, you know, people will be talking about that there are things in the churches that we we have, things that we are hiding, things that we, things that are working with, together with us and in the form of animals or birds or whatever. You know, those kind of stories will really shock you that what, what, what happened to the gospel? What mm. happened to the gospel? Why, why are we now busy trying to fill up our churches? Shouldn't we be, uh, you know, pushing the issue of, uh, you know, populating heaven and plundering hell? Why are we bringing hell in the churches? Why are we bringing these nasty things in the churches? You know, to a point that, you know, um, now I would be comfortable and say, you know what, my, if my church is small, my church is small. But I should go out and still preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and make sure that I win souls. And I win souls, I win souls for the kingdom. I don't win souls for my church. I don't win souls to fill up my church. I win souls for the for the kingdom. If people are able to get to a place where they can be discipled and be groomed and grow, it is okay. If I'm able to get them into my church and nourish them and take care of their, their spiritual needs, it's okay. But I shouldn't be going out there uh, with a quest to fill up my church to a point that I now forget the power of the gospel because, you know, the gospel is powerful. The, that is why Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ because it is the power of God unto salvation. It is not the power of witchcraft that brings people to God, but it is the power of, of God, that the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ that brings people to Jesus Christ. If I have one people to my church, I will not say even to Christ, because I don't know if those people, when they come, they come to Christ or they are being attracted by the, 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 the witchcraft things that I am doing. 
if I bring them and I fill up my church with such people, are these people going to heaven? Am I going to heaven? You know, are these people really, really saved? And most of these things that you have mentioned are things that are happening out there, Pastor Ray, where you find that pastors are engaging in, uh, you know, in, in, in a lot of uh, sexual activities because of the very same thing that I'm talking about, that they want to grow their churches. So the instruction is that they should sleep with several girls so that they can grow their churches. Or the instruction is that for them to have money, and it's most of the things that you have mentioned here, for them to have money, they should be sleeping around with, with girls and certain types of women, certain types of girls. What, what, what happened to the gospel of Jesus Christ? What happened to that? You know, because the gospel of Jesus Christ, the way Paul and the, in the early church and the way Jesus was going about preaching and teaching in the synagogues, the way it was happening, we did not have, we did not see all these funny things happening. Mm. You know, we have we have lost out on the real, real gospel of Jesus Christ. We are not carrying the characteristics of Jesus Christ because Jesus Christ, uh, you know, valued people. Jesus Christ would not, uh, uh, you know, uh, abuse people. Yes, Jesus took offerings from people. I remember when he was feeding the 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 the, 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 the over five thousand people. He he, and I'm saying over thousand over five thousand because you know the 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 other gender that is not mentioned there. But he 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 fed over five thousand people. He asked from the people that were around there that who has got bread, who has got fish. That is the kind of offering. But you see, he he, he had purpose. He had he had uh, you know an intention about what he wanted from people because he wanted it so that he can feed the rest of the people that 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 are hungry there. But today we are seeing. Uh, pastors out there enriching themselves with the gospel of Jesus. Pastor Ray, I was so sad the other day. I was watching a, 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 a somebody on is a lady on, um, on on Facebook. This lady's prophetess, whatever, whatever. My heart was so sore. I wanted to write something and you know just just. Uh, Put that thing aside and say to people, you know, don't don't run for things like this. This lady is there doing the whole hour session on on prophecy and and she's asking for money. She's mm. asking for people to give her money. Mm. When I looked at the people that have attended that session, it's about it was about one. 1.7 uh, attendees there on, on, on Facebook. And she has given different types of, uh, uh, um, you know, payment processors there, the PayPal, the whatever, you know, about four or five types of, 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 of payment processors where people must pay. And she was promising them that when they pay, uh, when they pay, when they, they give their offering to, to her, she's not even their pastor. It's in the public. It's on Facebook. She is just taking people's money there. And she says, if you want to be blessed, put your seat, send your seat to all these things we have given you, wherever you are, whether you are in America, you are wherever. People were participating there. People were participating. And I'm like thinking, if one 
1.7 people, all of them give you give, all of them give you 100 grand. How much is that? You know. And what she was doing there, she was burning a candle and she was having a padlock. She was saying, you know, uh, this padlock represents you being uh, bound and stuff like that. So if you give your money, this the the, the, the padlock will be open. You will, you will be set free. And then the candle. She was just doing a whole lot of things there. These are the things that, uh, you know, people are being deceived out there. You know, as children of God, we must read the Word of God for ourselves, and we must understand the Word of God. We must understand how God operates. Because today we we have taken the gospel, and we are using it in a wrong way. We are are sharing the Word of God in a wrong way. And with a quest to fill up our pockets, of course, with money, you know. I say that if you are a minister and you want to make money, run a business, run a start your own business, register your own business, let it be clear that you know you've got this church, but you also have got this business where you are actually making profit from that. But at church, we are there to be servants, we are there to serve people, we are there to take care of people and not to uh, abuse them and rob them and, and light candles and tell them that their lives will have a, a big light wherever they go if they give us money. God doesn't bless us like that. God says he will supply all of our needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. He didn't say that we must light candles and do all these nasty things for people's needs to be met. No, it's, it's, it's not aligned with the Word of God. The Word of God is clear about how God will bless us. God is, 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 is telling us that He will bless us when we come in. He will bless us when we go out, when we are obedient to His weight. We yeah. are obedient to some prophet somewhere there that is robbing us of our monies, telling us that if we put money into their bank accounts, then <laughs> we will be successful. Th- that person is just there for once, once off to just make money and they go. And, and you have gone. a pastor who's taking care of your spiritual needs. Fish. You know, um, <laughs> this, this thing of social networks really, really is funny. Uh, and and people become easily hooked up into these things, mm. uh, and and these are the impressions that uh, people get of pastors because these things are they go on the timeline of everyone. Everyone uh, right. can see those things, and they right. can make deductions and say, "If this is saving God, then I want." A friend of mine, his name is Sidiso. Sidiso uh, was. Uh, a great friend of mine, you know, uh, from Teflop. There was a university called Teflop then. Teflop, yeah. And uh, Tidiso then came with me. We came to UNISA. And then uh, he could see the public impression that we were bringing across, you know, with regards right. to the gospel. Then he said something, Ooh. you know. He said, no, Ray, you know what? I do not have a problem with, uh, you know, being born again. The thing is, because most of you guys who are born again, I don't want to blaspheme at God. That is what he said. And he would always put it across. says, look, people don't live the life that is prescribed by the God that they are persuading us to follow when they themselves are not following him. 
These are the right, impressions. Right. Quite sad. When mm. we come back, let's look into the effects of these. It's difficult to face the overwhelming pressures of life alone. Sometimes we just need someone to talk to, someone to listen to us. And what better way to do that than through a quick and easy WhatsApp text? Whether you're having a hard time coping with school, family issues, being bullied, depression or anxiety, speak to someone who cares today. Send a WhatsApp message to 064-530-6805 or 074-995-9085. Our I Am Youth Counseling Team, Charles Dudoy and Danny Vambili, are ready to connect with you today. It's here. Radio Pulpit's new website is live. You can tune in at radiopulpit.co.za and enjoy crystal clear sound with just a click of a button or listen to our podcasts. Discover biblical truths in our daily devotionals and let our stories of hope inspire you. You can download our app on this new look, easy to use platform. Find your favorite program, get to know our presenters and so much more at radiopulpit.co.za. Radio Pulpit, your daily companion. Feel the pulse of real life on 657 AM. Welcome back. Hey, I'm talking to Dr. Mabel Baloy. And, uh, of course, this is a very, very, very um, painful topic if one has to look into it. Especially when you see people who who have a form of godliness but denying the power, you know, of God. Uh, And those who have uh, this outside apparel of presenting themselves as followers of Jesus Christ when they actually follow cults and all kinds of spiritist, spiritist things, you know. And those who go across and uh, they uh, pose, you know, as uh, a fellow workmanship of God, servants of God, when they actually are looting monies from people. I have seen a public that had gotten sick and tired of a very... A prominent guy who had a tent and was doing all these miracles that are very awkward, if they are miracles. And I saw a public uh, toy-toying and uprooting the tent, burning it down and and chasing them. These are the consequences. If we have those who are servants of God and are bringing wrong public images, people will start to ridicule God. Others will fight against them and innocent people will get hurt. But also people will ridicule God. Someone claims to have gone to heaven and started to tweet when he was in heaven. That really makes people start to see God and and followers of God. And this aspect of following Christ is a very ridiculous cause. Uh, Because we are projecting a very ridiculous relationship that we, we say we have with God. Someone said, but but when they opened their eyes, he was not there. <laughs> he was in heaven. That's what we heard. Uh-huh. And people were paying so that they could get pictures of him taking a selfie in heaven. 
And everybody was making jokes about them. And even my colleagues and my friend who had passed away on his show uh, in a very popular radio station was was actually making a joke about this. (laughs) So people won't take the gospel seriously because the public impressions of those who purport to be servants of God are actually ridiculous presentations of the kingdom. They don't make sense. In their reality shows, man, it's, it's quite sad, the things you hear. They talk about one another. It is quite sad. Um, another aspect is that uh, people see churches and denominations as money-making schemes. They become socially irrelevant. There's another aspect that these don't see, these uh, servants. They don't see that they are making their ministries to become socially relevant. You'll find that people who live in the area where that church is built and where people fellowship, the people who live in that area don't even go to that church. Mm. It's people who come from town and stuff and stuff that go in there. And then. The other day you find instruments are stolen. It's because they basically, you know, they don't see the value. People don't see the value. The other day, and it's, it's the very same people. Sometimes you hear somebody, a leader, ran away with money. I saw a leader who gave an impression of being of millionaireism in a church that had people who were actually very poor. When he parked his new Mercedes-Benz there, the SUV, people came out and said, how could you buy such a car when we have people who are suffering here? They toy-toyed and they said, you don't come to church with this car anymore. Mm. You must actually go and sell it. It's all over. It's trending. It's all over Twitter. People are seeing it. These, mm. are, th- these are sad things. Dr. Mabel? Yeah, this is, this is really so sad, Pastor Ray, because, you know, the, as you were talking, the, 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 big, the biggest effect that I see in all of these things as these things are happening is that um you know we are the very same people that are um getting people to move away from the truth mm. and, and i think that's the, the the most saddest part of the whole thing you know as leaders we are we are influential mm. we are very much influential we are very much powerful and People believe in us. People believe what we say. Yeah. You know, uh, people may be reading the word of God, but because it is Mabel who is coming out up with something, um, they tend to believe in what I'm saying because it's me. You know, <laughs> I remember the other time I was telling the church that, you know, you, you need to know the gospel for yourself. You need to know the word of God for yourself so that even one day, if I come here and say to you, all of you that are looking for business success and growth and finance, financial breakthrough, please bring a pack of beans to the church every Sunday. And we're going to be throwing these beans around and that will represent growth and how your, your business is going to spread out into uh, different uh, continents and stuff like that. You are going to rush and do that without checking the Word of God, what the Word of God says. 
and and check that am I right? Am I correct? Am I on the right path? Is what I'm doing, what I'm saying to you, aligned to the word of God? You know, it's this very same thing that you're talking about, about somebody uh, going to heaven and taking themselves pictures in heaven. I mean, where in the word of God is that? Please. You know, where in, which scripture is, uh, 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 you know, uh, promoting that kind of activity? How, how, do we, how do we justify, you know, what happened there? What do we say? Because we know, according to scripture, that we are all waiting for rapture, which we don't even know when is it going to happen. You know, I understand if somebody says, you know, if we, we, because we've read a lot of stories where people, where a person was dead and then they come back, they write a, a, a book that, you know, they were dead for seven days and whatever. And then they, they, they went to heaven and they went here and they went here. And that one, I can just put a bit of salt in it and say, okay, maybe this thing happened. But of a person who, I'm in church and I say to people, close your eyes. And then when they open their eyes, uh, my, 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 my. Gone. Me away. I'm gone. I'm <laughs> gone. And then the next thing I'm like, yeah, you can download my pictures. I went to heaven. What kind of a thing is that? What is that? What are we looking for? Are we looking for, are we, are we wanting to make a name for ourselves? Are we trying to attract people to us? And of course, Pastor Ray, beyond any shadow of doubt, people are getting attracted to things like this, which is the painful part of it. People are getting attracted to this. In the churches where the true gospel of Jesus Christ is preached, there are no people. Mm. People have moved to these churches. That is why I said the painful part of this is that, you know, it, it, it takes people away from the truth. People begin to move away from the truth, and they begin to see these things that we are doing as the truth, because it is me who's coming with that thing. People believe in me. People trust me. You know, if I want to grow my church, I will, and I start doing all these funny things, you will see how people will be full there. Just like the lady that I was making an example with, that she was there just for an hour, you know, and she, 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 she was getting people to give her money online, you know, mm. about 1,700 people. Mm. So, so, so people believe in these things. They don't, there's, there's a secret, there's something that people need to understand. That, you know, the Bible says, you know, faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Whenever you have faith in anything, when you have faith in God, when you have faith in Christ, when you know that God will give you your breakthrough and you have faith, that breakthrough will come. So when we, when we, we come to a point where we have to have complete faith in God that God will give us breakthrough, we fail to have that kind of faith. When it comes to a point where somebody says, if you drink this water, this holy water that I've prayed for, um, then you will be healed. Because there's that thing that is tangible. A person is able to apply faith and indeed become healed. What is the secret there? The secret is that you applied your faith. So shouldn't people just apply their faith in God and believe God for their miracles? And then they will see those miracles. It's not like God is not answering them. It's because of, of, of the faith that is um, so doubtful. The faith, maybe not even doubtful, the faith that isn't there. So it, I, I begin to develop faith because um, there's something tangible that somebody is giving me. 
so that my faith can be activated and then then I will believe and then I will receive that miracle. You know, and, and, and that's the thing. We need to keep our faith activated by the Word of God because the Bible says faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So the more we hear the true gospel of Jesus Christ, the more we hear the pure Word of God. Faith will build up, and because of that, uh, we will be able to believe God for everything that we want, and God will indeed supply. Even God does not want big faith from us. He says it must just be as small as a mustard seed. But we give that small faith, that mustard seed faith, to these tangible things. And we do get yes. our miracles. Mm, we mm. do get our miracles. So the secret, the secret that people must know is that it is your faith yeah. that is bringing that miracle. It's not what that man of God has done, if he's a man of God. It's not that. It is your faith. Sure. When we come back, we get to the final thought. And I can say without a doubt that these have gone on to create a very, very negative impression about being a child of God. Exactly. Many people have actually even gone to an extent. Let me give this example. When I was growing up, there was this great preacher that was all over television, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, he basically at some stage was exposed uh, having these prostitutes and all those kind of things and stuff. And he was mm. ridiculed and everyone was making comics about him and all that. Mm. And I remember some guys were going on and saying, if who will let thy man? man. We also are going to fall. So they were embracing themselves for falling. You know? I remember that man. Yeah, it is quite sad. The impressions mm. we create, we must be careful. And we right. must help one another to create the right impression. When we come back, mm. the final thought. The search continues for top quality South African Christian music. If you are a new artist or releasing a new CD, then send it to Radio Pulpit. For more information, please visit the Radio Pulpit website. That's www.radiopulpit.co.za Or phone us during office hours. 012-334-1200 Radio Pulpit, your daily companion. You can now buy your favorite programs and series of the past 38 years on eCompanion, Radio Pulpit's own online shop. Revisit programs by beloved presenters like Justice Chungu, Cecile Berger, Esti Geldenais, and Pastor Aaron Jelly. Books and CDs from various authors and artists, as well as Radio Pulpit t-shirts, caps, and other branded products will also be available on eCompanion, your one-stop soul food shop. Visit radiopulpit.co.za and click on Shop. T's and C's apply. Hear the word and renew your life on 657 AM. 657 Medium Wave Radio Pulpit, talking to Dr. Mabel, coming to the conclusions. It is important to know that we are written epistles and the public is reading about the Christ that is in us. Yes. And if we are badly written, they are going to get a bad conception of Christ because of our behavior and the way we present Christ. And also, we are ambassadors of heaven. We need to represent heaven in the rightest of ways. Otherwise, there will be a wrong impression about heaven as being corrupt, 
since mm. its ambassadors are corrupt. Mm. Thirdly, we need to live the life and walk the walk. It is important that our lives be a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing unto the Lord. And we should not conform to the patterns of the world. People should see that we don't conform, but that we are transformed so that they a become able to spot the difference. Sure. And to yes. say, indeed, those ones are walking with the Christ that we want to walk with. Mm. And they should be able to say, take us to your Lord. Dr. Mabel, finally. Finally, my pastor, I think that you, you know, what you have said is really, really correct. And as the children of God, as men and women of God, we must always speak the truth, must always point people to the truth, the truth that Jesus represented, because Jesus always represented the truth, and he always spoke the truth. So we need to point people to the truth. And also... We must understand that even though Jesus was asking for more from people, Jesus offered more. He even offered his life to prove to us that, you know, the gospel should be sacrificial. We should be uh, servants instead of being bullies and, uh, you know, bullying the people around and robbing the people of God. And number three, we must understand that Jesus valued people, so we must also value people. We must not use people as objects. We must not use people as sexual objects. We must not use people as, uh, you know, we must not turn into money mongers and taking the money of people. We must basically repent as the Church of Christ. We must repent, repent because we have not represented the gospel of Jesus Christ in a correct manner. Number four, we must understand that Jesus was motivated by compassion. So we need to have the compassion of Christ. We need to have compassion towards the people of, of, of God. And if we are going to abuse them and take so much from them, you know, because we want to enrich ourselves, we don't have the compassion of Christ and we are not representing Christ. Mm. Also, number five, we need to realize that we are influencers and we need to use our influence in a correct manner. Let's not use our, influ uh, our influence to deceive people, but let's use our influence to direct people to Christ because this gospel is the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's not our gospel. We are not here to build our own kingdoms. We are not here to create our own platforms for fame, but we are here to give people what God wants us to give them. He sacrificed his only one son. So we cannot be playing with that sacrifice. We cannot be playing with the power of the cross. We must continue to preach the power of the cross, the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ, without gimmicks, without all these nasty things mm. that we are doing today. We yeah. must understand that the pure gospel of Jesus Christ must be preached, especially in this last day. So all of us that have been out, that have fallen, that are yes. have contaminated the gospel. We must repent and come back to the true gospel of Jesus. Absolutely. Dr. Mabel, thank you so much. We really need to become those kinds of believers that the Lord would be proud to point at as his very own. Yes. Yes. Just like he pointed out at Job, you know, he said, yes. do you consider my servant Job? The way he pointed All out right. at Jesus Christ, the way he pointed out at Joseph, that yes. he grew in the grace. Yes. The way he pointed out that Moses, that he grew in the grace. We must become yes. those kinds of people that the Lord is pleased with. Yes. And we must ask him as to how he would want us to portray him 
at a, spe- a, a, a particular time, a specific time and place. We must be mm. able to do that. Mm. Dr. Mabel, I want to thank you. I want to appreciate you. Thank you for your time. Thank you, my pastor. And, uh, of course, how do people connect with you? How do they hook up with you? <laughs> people can hook up with me on Rain In Your Purpose with Mabel Banoi. It's on Facebook. And they can also connect with me on Instagram. I'm, I'm Mabel Baloy on Instagram. And also they can just uh, send me a WhatsApp message on 063-304-4333. That's how they get hold of you. And yes. then, of course, uh, uh, how are your, is it your podcasts or is it your broadcasts? Are they going well? They are going very much well. We are talking about the power of mentorship. Today I've got a powerful lady uh, by the name of Patience Nguenya, CEO of uh, God's Girl in Guatemala. I'll be interviewing her tonight. Pass our regards. Pass our regards there. And thank you so much, Dr. Mabel. We appreciate you. Thank you, my pastor. Thank you. Thank you so much. we talk again next week. Thank you. All right then, good night. That is Dr. Mabel Baloy coming back next week. Thank you so much. We give God the glory, the majesty, and the honor. There's none like him in our lives. King of kings and Lord of lords, master and savior. Even tonight, he continues to guide us into and through his whole truth. By his Holy Spirit, we give him the glory. Have yourself a safe and a good night. Get your daily bread, but also your faith in practice. It's 657 AM, the sounds of your life. Many people across South Africa are being blessed and encouraged by the Radio Pulpit devotional magazine, The Word for Today. This publication places the gospel of Jesus Christ in the hands of more than 100,000 people every day, inspiring every person, from the professional businessman to the needy person who lives in the streets. Each edition contains daily scripture-based devotionals and inspiring articles to help you grow spiritually. The booklet is given with the compliments of Radio Pulpit, but your donation, large or small, will help us to print the next edition and continue being the hope of the gospel to a world in desperate need. The Word for Today. Get yours today on 012-334-1200 or subscribe online at www.radiopulpit.co.za. Radio Pulpit, your daily companion. You are with Radio Pulpit AM657, your daily companion. My name is Ephraim. Would you like to know how you can reach more audience through various advertising platforms? Contact me on Ephraim at radiopulpit.co.za for more information on our tailor-made budget-fitting options. Wishing you a successful and blessed year further. Feel the pulse of the real life on 657 AM. 657 AM. The sounds of your life.